Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program, Live Mike. Emily Lonsberry. This segment, we're going to be talking about uh, law enforcement, specifically law enforcement up at the University of Utah. And it feels appropriate. Today is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. In the last segment, uh, we replayed an interview uh, we did with Marlon Lynch. He's the incoming chief safety officer at the University of Utah. And in this segment, we're going to be speaking to the incoming chief at the University of Utah, at the Department of Public Safety, uh, University of Utah D- Department. Uh, and we all know uh, there is some background to this story. It was uh, last year that we woke up to news of the murder of Lauren McCluskey, a University of Utah student and athlete. And in the wake of that, there was a good deal of criticism leveled at the university. Uh, it was just this past October that the police chief there, Dale Brophy, he retired after uh, serving only since 2015. Uh, well, now we know who will replace uh, Chief Brophy. And on the line now we have uh, Rodney Chapman, police chief. Chief Chapman, sir, how are you? Wonderful, Mr. Lonsberry. How are you? And Happy New Year to you. I'm doing well and same to you. You uh, come to us from the great state of Ohio. That is correct. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background and what you're up to now. You'll assume the role here uh, at the University of Utah on February 17th. Until then, what are you up to? Uh, and, until then, it's just enjoying my family. We do everything in prayer first, and I'm just really honored for to have this opportunity to serve in this capacity. Uh, a little bit about myself. I'm 53 years old and um, married to my childhood sweetheart. And uh, we look forward to moving to the great state of Utah. My son lives out there now. Um, Professionally, this is my 30th year in law enforcement uh, with 15 years being in municipal policing and 15 years being in campus policing. So it's uh, even split and had an opportunity and served in both environments and just looking forward to this opportunity and real honor to be selected. Talk to us a little bit about the distinction between uh, municipal service and serving in the in the university uh, setting. What are the unique skills that one must have? Uh, certainly, the skills that you possess coming here to the University of Utah. Well, often I refer to municipal law enforcement and campus policing as a distinction and, and a difference. And uh, oftentimes, what spells success or accessibility in municipal policing falls short of what's expected on a college campus. A college campus is police work. And the the distinction there is to be effective on a college campus, you have to have a sensitivity to the population that you're serving, particularly the students, and a sensitivity to understand that they are at a unique stage in their lives. Uh, Quite often they are finding out during this time and on your watch who they are and how 
they will identify going forward. Uh, sensitivity to the fact that interaction with them can affect the trajectory of their lives. Um, a sensitivity to the fact that the campus police department cannot and should not be siloed from the rest of the university. And so we play a role in the educational piece as well. So when we interact with students, we have to have um, that sensitivity and, and view our interactions from that lens and that, yes, we are police. We will be police, but we're also play a part of the collective university and that educational component and a, a sensitivity to the unique challenges of that population. On that point, as a member of the community, as you described it, in this past year, and I'm sure uh, you know all about this, the, the university, specifically its law enforcement arm, faced some challenges. And I know that's a, an understatement. Uh, uh, a student there lost her life, and there was some criticism leveled against the university. And some are finding themselves with a feeling of mistrust uh, in terms of uh, law enforcement uh, as as provided by from the university. What will you do, sir, to make sure uh, that not only that trust is present, but uh, as you come in, what will you do to build that trust? Well, I think the first thing that um, I will do is create opportunities to engage with students and hear what success looks like and sounds like from their perspective. Uh, I, I shared with you I have 30 years of law enforcement, and uh, I may have some ideas or some things that have worked. Uh, and if I employ them and it's not what determines success to the students, then I will be missing the mark. And so the, the first thing that I want to do is create those opportunities where authentically the students know they have a voice. Um, it's a sensitivity to an understanding that uh, there may be a perception of feeling unsafe. There may be a perception of mistrust with the police department. But this is how we overcome that one day at a time is when we can sit together. And they know that we want to be a resource to them, and they know I see them where they are. And then we can mutually define what success looks like for them and us and roll up our sleeves and go about that work. All right, very good. Our guest this segment has been incoming police chief Rodney Chapman. He's going to be the new chief up at University of Utah. Comes to us from Ohio. He starts uh, the new job mid-February. Sir, I'll tell you what, when you come to town, why don't you come visit us here in the studio? We'll say hello and have another conversation. Outstanding. Sir, I'm grateful to you, uh, especially on this uh, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, 30 years. That's nothing to sneeze at. Good work. Thank you for your service. Very good. That, that was uh, Rodney Chapman. He's coming to us as the new chief of police up at, up at the University of Utah. We learned last October that uh, Chief Dale Brophy, he retired uh, after having served since eight, uh, I'm sorry, 2015. And uh, he was also the chief on duty when uh, Laura McCluskey lost her life. And uh, if one has to do with the other, uh, I'm not certain, but uh, but I do know that there was a good deal of criticism leveled against the university, and they have taken some strong and deliberate and broad steps uh, to restore the sense of trust with the community. Uh, we spoke uh, at Episode 7 on this program with Marlon Lynch. He's the chief safety officer coming in, and we just now have had a great conversation with Rodney Chapman, incoming chief of police, uh, joining us from uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, listen, I told you that in this uh, next segment, or actually earlier, I promised you I was going to talk to you about this piece of legislation, this pair of bills introduced uh, by Senator Mike Lee dealing with parental accessibility. 
I described it this way uh, years or months ago. Uh, I may have overlooked this uh, this bill. I used to be a congressional staffer, and we combed through uh, countless bills as we uh, kind of try to determine their merits and advise the boss whether or not uh, they should support or not. And, and uh, if I'm honest, a few months ago, I may not have spent much time dwelling on this bill uh, or on this pair of bills, rather. But I'm a father now. I have a small little baby. Uh, she laughed for the first time yesterday. By the way, it was a special, magical thing. Pretty cool. I've got, I've got the audio. I know, I know you don't care. You've heard children laugh before, but if I, if I'm fast enough, maybe I'll play it for you. It's a tiny little squeak, uh, but it warmed my heart. Anyway, I have a child now, and that's kind of changed my perspective. And these bills introduced by Mike Lee uh, do a lot of good, I think, for parents when they find their children uh, ill and needing of a hospital stay. There is some information that he feels hospitals should be compelled to share. Uh, with parents when they are in the most tragic of circumstances uh, facing uh, the illness of their child in the hospital setting. Anyway, I'm going to walk through those a a little bit. I'm going to share with you uh, the release he put out and some comments. I'll tell you who is uh, supporting him. I also want to talk, if we we have time, about Facebook political ads. They've made it known that they're going to stay in the business. I've got some opinions on that. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. 